0: Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast. Joining me today will be Dr. Denise Chapman. Now, the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast is all about books, writing, and literary culture. I'm Andrew Popel. Every week I broadcast Final Draft from the studios of 2SER in Sydney. Final Draft is dedicated to exploring Australian writing, from taboo authors to household names. Every week we look into the issues that drive our storytelling and help you discover more from the books you love. And every week I also tell you that these are the stories that make us who we are. And that's because I speak with Australian writers. We explore the way their stories reflect and explode or just in conversation with our everyday world. And a central thesis, I guess, of of that idea is that these stories play an integral role in the ways that we make sense of our world. But how do they do that and when do they start? Dr. Denise Chapman is joining me today today to help me understand uh, exactly how storytelling is so important, what role it plays in young children's identity and their development. Dr. Chapman's also going to be talking to me about what happens when children can't see themselves in the stories. She's going to talk about why representation and diversity in stories matter and some of the impact, some of the figures This is a special excerpt from my conversation with Dr. Chapman that went to air on Final Draft. I wanted to share it with you because as we come into December and as we come into that time of year where if you've got little people in your life, you're probably thinking about buying them gifts, maybe a book. I want you to think about this conversation and maybe have a look for some books that reflect the incredible diversity of the world around you. Think about what you're buying and who you're buying it for. Join me as we talk to Dr. Denise Chapman on diversity and representation in children's literature.
1: If the audience can just close their eyes and, you know, and who in your mind is playing the role of the hero? Mm. Who Who's the one with the power? Who's the good looking one? Who's the clever clever one? And then uh, Ebony Elizabeth Thomas asks us, you know, to think about, to close your eyes and think about, well, who are the monsters, who are the evil ones, who are the powerless, who are the clowns, who are the sidekicks. And, and so she, she talks about, let's think about how, you know, about these roles and, uh, and generally who do these main roles go to. I'm Dr. Denise Chapman. I'm an early childhood educator focusing in language and literacy and I'm a lecturer at Monash University. I specialize in children's literature, early literacy and critical media literacy. I think that uh, storytelling is the connective tissue, really, and this is not me actually talking, I should say, Michelle Norris, um, uh, author Michelle Norris talks about words as these connective tissues that allow us to listen and to find each other and and that they represent this sense of society, what society believes, um, you know, what society is trying to teach us, um, the values. But it's also an opportunity for us to um, transgress, if you will. Um, And so stories are, um, goodness, they give us a sense of point of view, perspective. I remember as a child, I lived in the city. I didn't have the opportunity to uh, to visit a farm. Um my first experiences with ducklings and small animals was through a book, through a picture book. Um and there are a number of different uh, researchers or people out there that talk about the power of uh children's literature and one of them is um uh a person who I absolutely uh, love is Rudine Sims Bishop and She talks about mirrors, windows, and sliding glass doors. And so what is that? What does she mean by mirrors, windows, and sliding glass doors? That's what stories can be for children. Well, windows. They're windows for us to be able to see through um, a different perspective, a point of view, and to see um, how things match up with our understanding about the way the world works. But they could also be sliding glass doors and in which you could slide open and fully Enter and submerse yourself into these worlds, these experiences. It's like that escape uh, opportunity, but also to experience something different. But most importantly, stories can be mirrors, mirrors that get us the opportunity to to see ourselves um, and to see who we might be Um, and the part that's really challenging though and what routine since bishop talks about is that when you are um, of the um, of a marginalized community and underrepresented population um, children in those populations don't always find their mirrors Um, and and it's not just important for those children to be able to find their mirrors. And who are those children, I should say? Um, you know, the children that we're talking about that always find their mirrors, um, generally, are children of the dominant com- um, culture. Uh, children, uh, cisgendered, male, uh, white European uh, descent, those of bare complexions, able-bodied, monolingual, uh, Christian, upper to upper middle class, urban and suburban. And um, and so those are the, the folks who generally see a lot of their mirrors. Mm. They see their mirrors in children's picture books in particular. Um, and this is really um, a challenge because what happens is they may get an exaggerated sense of of who they are and what the world is all about. And that's why we need to be able to see more diversity in our picture books. We need to be able to see the range of possibilities that of who can be the protagonist, who can take the lead in that story and what their lives are like. We want to be able to see that range of people, not a narrowed sense. Right now, what we know is that the percentage of children's books depicting diverse uh, characters is very very low so in 2018 um and this is for um uh for children's books in 2018 we know that 50 percent of the books depicted a um a character who was uh, white or of european descent right um and of the other groups, we had um, uh, 10% were people of African or of African uh, appearance um, with 7% of Asian Pacific Islander or um, uh, um, uh, um, peoples, um, 7%, 5% Latinx and 1% of First Nations, 1%. Um, and if you add those up, it is not as much as the twenty-seven percent, which is animal or other. Now you might say, "Well, Denise, okay, this is the Cooperative Book Center. Yes, this is for uh, books that are that are published or at least available to the American public." Well, my. Um, I have a colleague of mine, Megan Brown, who recently finished her thesis um, over at Deakin, and she just did um, her study, um, was looking at the diversity of awarded uh, books by the Children's Book Council of Australia. And um, and what we found was that um, um, 55.6% of those books were books where the protagonist was a male. Uh, 50% of those books were of people who were white or of European um, descent. Um, uh, But nearly 40%, 38.9% of those were books that were of protagonists who were animals. And 25%, only 25% of them were were of uh, the protagonist was female. We also have some other breakdowns. And Invisible Disabilities was 16%. 8% 8% for visible disabilities, 5.6% of the, the BIPOC community, black, indigenous, um, persons of color, and then 2.8% of the LGBTIQ, um, a plus uh, community. So why is this important? Why is this important that, well, these are just uh, the books that got awarded uh, from the children's book council of Australia. Well, getting this award or getting award amplifies that book mm. and they tend to be books then that are more readily av- available. There are books that then um, spur off other books that are similar to it. Um, and, you know why is this important? Well, we've got um, a publishing um, community that is that actually reflects much of what we just heard. It's predominantly white, um, cisgendered, able-bodied, middle to upper um, excuse me upper middle to upper class um, persons, and this really impacts the types of books that are selected and chosen.
0: Dr. Denise Chapman is a lecturer in children's literature and early literacy, and she's joining me today as part of the Stories We Tell Ourselves. It's running next week from the 30th of November, um, hosted by the Wheeler Centre. It's online. It's free. Denise, tell me just a little bit about the panel that you're going to be appearing on.
1: Oh, I have to tell you this, the stories we tell ourselves, it is an incredible, um, just an incredible uh, three-part opportunity for people to to dive into. And the panel that I'm on, um, which is on Wednesday of next week, that's the 1st of December, um, is entitled New Narratives and New Structures, uh, Children's um, Literature and uh, Young Adult Literature, and Oh my goodness, it was such an exciting conversation. Uh, We had people from uh, the UK as well as authors, as well as uh, teacher educators and researchers talking about the importance of stories and how, um, how we need to think about stories, the power of story, and that really, you know, story is... Um, the thing that society uses to to teach others what they value.
0: Dr. Denise Chapman is appearing as part of the stories we tell ourselves. It is running next week. We're going to put all those links up on the socials, but you can also find out more. It's free. You can register online. Go to com. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you join me today, Denise. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's it for this great conversation with Dr. Denise Chapman. Denise is appearing as part of The Stories We Tell Ourselves, and it's going to be running from the 30th of November. The thought-provoking panel discussions will be exploring power representation and diversity in publishing, both in Australia and the UK, and it's hosted by the Wheeler Centre, Spread the Word, and Melbourne City of Literature Office. If you want to check it out, you can go to wheelercentre.com and look for The Stories We Tell Ourselves. My name is Andrew Popel. I will be back next week with more there's going to be more. There's always more. And there's, um, you know, some really terrific books coming up. I'm reading them right now. I hope you're reading something great. Thank you for joining me for this special episode. Until next week, happy reading. Bye for now.